0: Hey guys, welcome to this very latest episode of the Candlemakers Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. As always, I'm Chandler, and today we're going to be diving right in. We're going to be discussing prayer, specifically Nehemiah chapter 1. So if you want to pause, get a Bible, follow along, you can do that now. If not, that's perfectly fine too. I'll be reading the chapter here. It's not too long. Um, But yeah, let's dive right in. So Nehemiah chapter 1 says, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hekeliah. During the month of Kislev in the 20th year, when I was in the fortress city of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, arrived with men from Judah, and I questioned them about Jerusalem and the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile. They said to me, the remnant in the province who survived the exile are in great trouble and disgrace. Jerusalem's wall has been broken down and its gates have been burned. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept. I mourned for a number of days, fasting and praying before the God of the heavens. I said, Lord, the God of the heavens, the great and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant with those who love him and keep his commands. Let your eyes be open and your ears be attentive to hear your servant's prayer that I now pray to you day and night for your servants, the Israelites. I confess the sins we have committed against you. Both I and my father's family have sinned. We have acted corruptly toward you and have not kept the commands, statutes, and ordinances you gave your servant Moses. Please remember what you commanded your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples, but if you return to me and carefully observe my commands, even though your exiles were banished to the furthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place where I chose to have my name dwell. They are your servants and your people. You redeemed them by your great power and strong hand. Please, Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to that of your servants who delight to revere your name. Give your servant success today and grant him compassion in the presence of this man. At the time, I was the king's cupbearer. Now, before we begin anything, I'd like to clear up a a tad bit of a misunderstanding. So, verse 6 and 7, it says, Let your eyes be open and your ears be attentive to hear your servant's prayer that I now pray to you day and night for your servants, the Israelites. I confess the sins we have committed against you both I and my father's family have sinned. We have acted corruptly towards you and have not kept the commands, statutes, and ordinances you gave your servant Moses. So sometimes this verse may be used to say, well, as Christians, we need to repent on behalf of our nation, or we need to repent on behalf of our state, our city, you know, even our church, whatever it is. But that's not what this verse is saying. You can only repent. You can only confess your own sins to God. And I'm I'm not going to build this out, but there's this really great video that explains it really well. And the link to that is in the description. So go check that out if you're interested. But before we begin, I'd just like to say, Clearing that up, you cannot repent for a nation. You cannot repent for anyone else but yourself. So, if we take a closer look, what is Nehemiah chapter 1 all about? Well, first off, Jerusalem was in bad shape. All right, verse 3 They said to me, The remnant in the province who survived the exile are in great trouble and disgrace. These were Nehemiah's countrymen. His fellow Jews, they were in great trouble and disgrace. Jerusalem's wall had been broken down. Its gates had been burned, and they were vulnerable to attack on every side. This was bad news. This was really bad news, but notice what Nehemiah does. Right? I mean, he's grief-stricken. When he heard these words, he sat down and wept, but what did he do? He prayed. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept. I mourned for a number of days, fasting and praying before the God of the heavens. And Nehemiah's prayer is what I want to focus on. Four big things that God really just showed me as I was reading this. Um, And the first is just that Nehemiah prayed early. Like I said, it was the first thing he did. He didn't immediately start thinking, "Oh well, what can I do about it?" He didn't immediately start his own plan of action. The first thing he did was he went to God. So that's that's very important um, wherever, whenever we pray. And the second thing that I really noticed when reading this was just Nehemiah prayed often. Nehemiah prayed early and he prayed often. <laughs> it says, chapter 4, he sat down and wept and he mourned for a number of days, fasting and praying before the God of the heavens. Chapter 6, it says, let your eyes be open and your ears be attentive to hear your servant's prayer that I now pray to you day and night. Nehemiah did not let up this issue. Of the wall, this issue of Jerusalem being in great trouble and disgrace, he truly cared about it, right? It, was, it wasn't it was a one and done, hey God, could you fix Jerusalem? Thanks kind of deal. It was every morning, every night, whenever Nehemiah prayed, he was praying for this thing. And so when we pray for things, we pray ought to pray often pray early and pray often the third thing and this was (laughs) the biggest for me I thought this was just the coolest but the third thing that we learned from Nehemiah's prayer is that our prayer always ought to begin with praise listen to how Nehemiah's prayer in verse 5 begins I said Lord the God of the heavens the great and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant with those who love him and keep his commands. Nehemiah was distraught. He was grief-stricken. He was weeping for Jerusalem, and yet he still came to God and began by saying, God, you are awesome. You are above it all and I, i'm going to i'm going to trust you i'm going to trust that you will keep your gracious covenant and the last thing the last thing that i learned about nehemiah's prayer is that it was reverent if you look closer to the end verse 8 please remember what you commanded your servant moses Verse 11, please, Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to that of your servants who delight to revere your name. Give your servant success today and grant him compassion in the presence of this man. Yes, Nehemiah was asking God for help. And we, whenever we pray, we need to approach God's throne of grace with confidence, knowing that we will find grace to help us in our time of need. But Nehemiah was still reverent and he still he started by worshiping. He knew that our God is the God of the universe. He he wasn't rude, he wasn't he wasn't disrespectful in any way. He was real, he was raw, that's for sure. We can come to God with anything our true feelings you know no matter what we are with if we're angry at God we can tell him that if 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 we feel disappointed in God we can tell him that Nehemiah was weeping and you got to imagine that at some point he thought why did you let this happen God this is your city your country you're the God of the universe why but Nehemiah knew Nehemiah knew that God had a plan and and the whole book of Nehemiah is all about God's plan and how from chapter 1 and from this prayer from Nehemiah's attitude in this prayer God did amazing things and and so that's that's really what, just what I want to end on is that Nehemiah is a book about leadership right Nehemiah is all about how Nehemiah led the Israelites to rebuild the wall. And it, and it has tons and tons of great lessons for being a leader today. But it all starts with putting God first. Being a good leader, like Nehemiah, all starts with your relationship with God. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Candlemakers Podcast. Um, please send us a voice message, questions, comments, concerns—absolutely anything that you want to tell us at the Candlemakers Podcast. Send us a voice message. The link is in the description. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ here. I really, I really want this podcast to be a conversation. You know, not just you coming and listening to me, but Jesus, using this podcast as a springboard to start conversations, you know, to start discussions, whether it's with your family or with your friends or whoever, this is a conversation, so please send the Candlemakers podcast a voice message, the link is in the description. Um, We actually got a voice message from one of my friends just last week with an amazing, amazing idea for an episode, I'm not going to spoil it right now, but just wanted to let you know that that is in the works. We're going to be doing a lot of great stuff with that. Um, thanks so much. Just thank you so much, truly from the bottom of my heart. Bottom of my heart for listening to this episode of the Candlemakers Podcast. Um, thank you. Have a great day, and have a great life.